Welcome to the good time having fun of the comics and folk podcast. I have a parrot in my pants and it makes me feel like feathers. Come on down, it's Jack and Brian. What they complain about the president. <laughs> was robbed once and they didn't take the N64. What a bunch of dickheads. I'm Brian. And I'm Jack. It's episode 65? Yeah. Is it 65? 65. 65 yeah. I'm not wearing cans. I don't know if I don't know if we're even recording oh. right now. <laughs> I immediately looked at your legs. No, I, I said cans, said no. not yeah, pants. I was like, what? That's my um, job. What were we talking about? We were talking about people who buy collectibles in bulk and keep them from the rest of us. Yeah. Bunch of assholes. Specifically, the um, the, the limited edition Nintendo units, the the classic yeah, yeah, SNES yeah. unit, which you can't buy anymore. Nope. And the the new one, which is the Super Nintendo. It was, sorry, the original was NES. Yeah, this NES. is SNES. This is SNES. Yeah. Um, and Jack said, well, I will probably cut a bitch when they release the classic GameCube, which reminded no, me... Nintendo 64, not the GameCube. Oh. The GameCube. See, now I'm off topic. Yeah. Now, now my story doesn't make sense. No. I was robbed once. Somebody <laughs> broke into my house and left the GameCube. It has a fucking handle on it. <laughs> it's the easiest thing to steal in my house. Did they take the TV and stuff, too? Nope. To it? Took a bunch okay. of DVDs, took a bunch oh, of games... Okay. It was a it was a, a weird dude that kind of lived around town, and we all oh, kind of so you know yeah was. we kind of know who it was. I don't remember his name because well he's not worth a shit, and I forgot about him. <laughs> um, but he he dipped town after that. He broke into somebody else's house yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was something about the guy kept money hidden somewhere, and the person only took the thing that the money was hidden in. Right. So he kind of knew it was somebody. Yeah. You jerk, you jerk whose name I don't remember. Yes, gosh I, darn it. I, I, had, I was actually robbed one time. What? Yeah, uh, years ago, um, back in my college days. I uh, I always locked everything up and whatnot. I was in college too, by the way. Uh, yeah, uh, but I uh, I am not much of an interior decorator, so I didn't have. I can attest to that. I've I been inside your house. <laughs> I I didn't have drapes or curtains or blinds. Those are important. <laughs> so uh, you walk by my my door. Those uh, keep the robbers yeah, from seeing yeah, all your stuff. You can see yes, that yes, my yes. big TV and everything right through my front window. So did they take the TV? They took the TV. Oh, those yeah, fuckers! They took the TV. They took the DVD player. They I mean, this was before Blu-ray. You know, so this was a DVD player slash uh, VCR built-in one type of situation and a big old like 52 inch TV and they took my lock box which never had anything in it anyway because I forgot the combo <laughs> so just an empty lock box just an empty lock box I spent all night getting it open <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. yeah so they took a bunch of stuff um, and yeah so I, for, ever since then I have told myself that I should buy drapes but instead I just didn't buy another TV so what do I need drapes for ah yes, <laughs> yes. can't get robbed exactly. if you don't have stuff for people exactly. to steal uh, but no I, re- I remember as he tapped his this, forehead like I, I got off work uh, that night it was like 10 or 11 at night and I went there and I was like oh fuck I got robbed so I called the cops and uh, turns out I'm allergic to the dust they use to, for fingerprints so I was like wheezing trying Jesus to tell Christ. this cop what was going on while they were dusting for fingerprints but I felt I I don't get scared a lot, but I legitimately was nervous that night sleeping in my own. Oh, yeah, house. somebody else has been yeah. in your fucking house. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. like, oh, I was on edge. It was, it was weird. Uh, uh, Jess made some. My wife made some pasta salad last week, and she made like she always does an absolute fuck ton, right, like yeah. way more pasta yeah. salad than anybody needs to eat. 
Except for me. I fucking <laughs> love some pasta salad. It's just carbs and olives and cheese. <laughs> Uh, she made this pile of this big fucking Tupperware container in the fridge, and I come home from lunch, and the whole day I'm like, I'm gonna have a little bowl of pasta salad and some lunch. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I come home, and the whole Tupperware is just gone, just gone. And there's one tiny little Tupperware container with pasta salad in it. I st- t- to this day I don't know where it went. <laughs> Jess was home, and I went, "Honey, we've been robbed." She goes, she runs in, she's like, "What happened?" I was like, "The pasta salad." <laughs> fucking hit me. <laughs> Do that shit, you asshole. I thought we'd actually been robbed. <laughs> oh, your wife makes me laugh. Uh, uh, well, she puts up with me, yeah, so yeah. there's that. Um, she... Uh, and God, this is gonna be good. Yeah. You can't even get it the fuck <laughs> out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'd open mic the other night. Um, she, you know how she's been uh, pressuring you or urging you to go back to some of your old type of material about her? Yes. Because, uh, you know, yeah, she's I, I don't the center know. of the universe. Yeah. So, so she's <laughs> <laughs> she has, for those that don't know, she has brought it up multiple times. Um, we, we had, and we'll talk about this in a minute, we had a, a, a benefit that we performed at last Sunday, and I was a little nervous about what material to bring. She said, well, just do the stuff about me being uh, sick and giving you health food. Like, that's pretty clean. Yeah. So that's kind of where the, some of right. this is starting yeah. from. So go ahead. So, so she's sitting there, and uh, you're you're awkwardly uncomfortable as she starts to tell these stories to me every time. I don't know why. Um, I think it's because she tells you not to say anything, and then she tells the stories. Yes. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I feel like yes. she just wants the glory. She yes. doesn't care what you say. She won't <laughs> sign up and grab a mic, but she'll <laughs> fucking tell my story. <laughs> so, so you're, I love you're, you, honey. You're like half asleep, or you're asleep, and you wake up to Jess with essential oils doing... Uh... Oh, no. So this is great. Um, so I have a lot of trouble sleeping. I always have. Always, always, right. always, always. So uh, in the last few months, more than once, I have woken up. I'll go to bed early. Oh, I'm tired. This is good. I'm going to go to bed. Go to bed early, and I'll wake up because I feel something like fucking with my toes. I think it's in my dream. Like there's a bug <laughs> on my toes or something, right? And I'll fucking wipe the sleep out of my eyes and I'll pick my head up. And she has put picked up the covers, rolled them over my legs, and she is massaging my big toe with peppermint oil. Like you're gonna sleep tonight, motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Because it's gonna help you sleep. It won't be up. <laughs> the way she tells it though, it's just like. I'm basically a hero. I'm rescuing this man, and he has no appreciation for <laughs> yes! me. Yes, <laughs> like, So I, I don't know what. Great. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, but she wanted to put um, whatever her she, whatever oil combination she uses on her the the fucking muscle spasm in her back. She was putting it on my back. It felt really good. It was really like soothing and cooling. You know. She goes, "Well, I'm gonna just put a tiny bit on your face. Just kind of put it on your face." <laughs> so she does that. I don't look. Drop, drop. Right. She puts it on my face. And then I felt a breeze and felt like my face was on fire. I started screaming, ah! 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 I was tired, I'm not tired now! Ah! I had to run to the bathroom and wash my face at like 11 o'clock at night. And you know what that does? It wakes yeah, you the fuck up. Right up. She swears she's helping, but I was just pacing. She's just fucking with I'm you afraid to go to sleep. She's gonna break into my bedroom and thumb my big toe off my foot. <laughs> She's like, well, you need to do the big toe. It's where the, it's where your chakras are. Yeah. Like, my chakras were in my dreams because I was sleeping. It's that, and <sighs> this reflexology shit is getting out of hand because Ariel is taking uh, mm-hmm. classes for this, and now you, they they need to stop talking to each other. I think. Well, I they think have been in collusion for quite <laughs> yeah, a long yeah, time <laughs> because at the McGlowan Theater last year, I heard Jessica say to Ariella, "Go put this on Brian. He won't do it if I do it." And Ariella walked up and just slathered oil all over my fucking face, and I let her. <laughs> it's it's fucking fuck. 
I mean, when Trump says there's conspiracies, we all know he's fucking crazy. But we have evidence to back this no, up. There's collusion there's here. There's collusion. Thick as thieves, they are. Thick as fucking thieves, they are. Jesus. <laughs> so, like you mentioned earlier, we were... Last week, if you listened, all nine of you listened to our podcast last week. We did it right before we Was that were... the number from last week? <laughs> yeah. Nine? Last Jesus I checked, Christ. it was early in the week. Thanks, nine a.m. Yeah. Um, one of them was from Austria. But, uh... So we were we did our podcast right before we were going to do a benefit for a local man who has MS. Um, so we show up. Now, sh- let's start this. We're told ahead of time. Yes. Jack asked multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. And I'm not talking to shit about anybody that ran the event. I don't mean to do that. But yeah. this is kind of the plight that you get in when you have your own material right. and you show up with your own stuff. Like, they don't know, oh, he's probably going to sing Wagon Wheel. Good. And we like that. <laughs> they don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Know? We're comedians. We're not musicians. Except that so. they have seen our show, so they probably know they what we're going to do. Times. So he asked multiple times, what are the restrictions? Can Brian say fuck as much as he does? Yes. Can I slip a little cunt in there somewhere? <laughs> they said, no restrictions. You guys go wild. Right. We're excited. He asked again. Again, they said, no restrictions. You guys are great. Go <laughs> while jack shows up early and he starts texting us like just be prepared this is not kind of what we thought it was and just be prepared so i get there okay <laughs> and i'm already there i've already soaked already, in all of he's this. already started the show he's introduced a few people i get there with my set about fuck pride protesters and catholicism's weird isn't it and kids everywhere everywhere like the majority, the majority like, of them kids. were kids. And if you've ever seen my set, it's not a great set, but it's peppered with motherfucks. Like it's Lots of full. Them. Oh, that's just the way. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way you expect yourself. I so I got real nervous, and our good friend Ariella was standing between us. <laughs> and I said, I leaned in, and I said, Ariella, there's fucking kids everywhere. What am I gonna do? She goes, Don't worry, most of these people don't speak English anyway. <laughs> Which was great. That was which, which after, <laughs> oh, fuck me, was yeah. great because it doesn't matter what right, I say, say except I'm about to badmouth Catholicism <laughs> in front of a bunch of Spanish-speaking people. And as we all know, that's the stereotypical religion yeah. for Spanish-speaking people. So again, I go, but then I thought, fuck it, just do your set. Same show, six or 600, Spanish or English, who right. gives a shit? Do yeah. the same set, it's fine. These kids, they don't speak English, they're not going to understand what you said. And then Sarah Lee shows up with her English-speaking kid! <laughs> I love you, Sarah Lee, but Jesus. <laughs> You've thing, been to our podcast! The thing is, like, she showed up right before we went on and then just... That's all she stayed for was just... She okay. brought her kid yeah. just yeah. to watch us cuss bombs. <laughs> and I was like... You know what we do. In retrospect, I, I did watch. Uh, they videotaped my set and Jason's <laughs> Jason set. Jason. Not no Jackson. Mind. We don't know why. Um, but I did not say fuck. You didn't the at whole, all. I, I said shit, damn. Yeah, yeah. I said friggin'. Yeah. I didn't say fucker motherfuckers. Which, when I talk about Catholicism, I get There's mad. A lot of, lot of, a lot lot of, of motherfuckers. Well, yeah. when Catholicism is mostly kid fuckers. But anyway. <laughs> you know, but there are some fuckers in there. Anyway. Yes. So um, that was... No, I, th- I was really proud. Like, I was standing off to the side, just like, I'd look at you, I'd look at the crowd, look at you, look at the crowd, and I'm like, oh, where is it going to go wrong? <laughs> where is it? And then after, And then it. after my set, a guy came up to me and said, hey, you know, I was raised up north, and I was raised Catholic, yeah. and shit, your shit was spot on, man. My daughter <laughs> was like, give me the elbow. Like, that's what you used to talk about, Dad. So that made me feel fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you did a really good set. I don't know if you were just fueled by nerves or something, but you were on it. I think... Your, your energy was good. I think... And, and, and I'll put my set from open mic at the end of the show. If you want your set, that's fine. I always put mine because I'm yeah. confident that I want mine. You never right, say right. whether you want yeah, it or not. Yeah, so, whatever. Um, I, I talked to Silas about my set 
Uh, and it kind of it needs some work. It really right. does need some work. It needs some tr- needs some ups and downs. It needs some dramatic push to it. Uh, and there's some things in there. He's got a good point. I kind of said something and assumed some things. And you can't assume things right. with your audience. You got to kind of paint paint a picture for them. Anyway, um, I feel like my energy was good because you had a good set. I, nobody could hear you. I knew the yeah. jokes you were doing, but the sound was really terrible during yours. Um, but. You did your material. You landed on your punchlines. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. And you moved on. And, and Jason did the same thing. Yeah. I did the same thing. And that's kind of – and as good. we were leaving, you were going, stage time, guys. It's just stage yeah. time. And that's the truth yeah. because um, the jokes aren't going to be really good the first couple of years. They're going to be right, as right. good as you can get them. But it's it's about – Working on it. Working it. It's actually doing it. Doing it. And, and you know, in front of a bowling alley full of people don't give a fuck. Or Spanish speakers that are probably Catholic or don't give a fuck. You know, that's important. That's that's part of that failure process. It's so important. Um, And I, like, I didn't, didn't, we had sound issues and whatnot, and uh, I was a little overwhelmed with the pages of stuff they wanted me to memorize 30 seconds before the show. I still felt, I felt good about my set because I was in front of a new crowd. That's what it got, what got, was like. Majority of people in there hadn't heard the jokes, yeah, and that made me feel good. And that's, and you know, that's, that's kind of the downfall of doing the same open mic in the same yeah. room every week and not getting out to do your your stuff in front of other people because of excuses in life right. and whatever. Uh, but you're right, a raw crowd that's never heard your jokes is a much and we better, all is I a mean, much better barometer. Right. Of, of, of where you're at than the people that have laughed at them before. To varying degrees, we all three got some really good laughs. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I felt good about it. Yeah. Um, though, Jason's. I, I feel like Jason's just fucking with us at this point, and he keeps like every time we see him, he's added more singing to his set. There was a lot of singing. <laughs> yeah. there was a lot of singing. And eventually, he's gonna be like, "Guys, I'm just, I'm just gonna sing now. Just, gonna sing <laughs> just, song, gonna, just go up there and sing. Just gonna <laughs> sing." But uh, speaking of open mic, uh, you had a really strong set on, at open mic as well. Thank you, sir. And uh, we had a heckler this week. <laughs> so I talked to Ian about this yesterday. Yeah. We've had a few hecklers, right? Um, and again. That's part of that's part it's of this. It's to be expected. It is yeah, to be right. expected. Um, we've had uh, our friends heckle us. Mm-hmm. We've had our friends answer the questions that we asked the audience, like right. we're talking to them. We've I've had non-English speakers shout things at me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we've had. You've you've had somebody straight up say because you're not funny. I did I mean, have that. I, I did have that. I mean, I've um, had people just curse early, at me. Tell that me was early in my, in my career. But this was different. It was different. This was the same person talking at anyone that got on stage. So it, it was one thing. Uh, the non-Spanish speaker that heckled me in Charlotte. He wasn't in the room for everybody else's act. And when I got up, I said some shit that triggered him. Baltimore and Trump and made him excited and then mad. Um, this dude sat front row and spoke at people Every while they were performing so uh my thing is real heckler like real yeah, genuine yeah, yeah, yeah. like this guy is sitting at the front table talking shit to all the comics somebody's gonna blow up on him right and it was jack <laughs> it was me uh and, and and the thing that got me was if he'd have just heckled me or if he'd have just heckled you that's fine but you don't heckle the musicians that's what got know, me that, he yeah. was talking was while they were playing it was just, just disrespectful like, mm. it was just so that's, disrespectful that's what set me off was the disrespect it, overall <laughs> um and so after you told him to shut up and he didn't you told him to shut his fucking mouth and he didn't and then you looked at him and pointed with one finger and said shut the fuck up and he didn't um what i really what i really think set him off was it early in the night we were just kind of rambling on stage we were telling the story about the event right uh the, the, the one we just talked about on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and there was some back and forth with the audience, and he kept jumping in and jumping in. And then you and I stopped what we were doing, didn't say a fucking word for like 45 seconds, and slow turned and stared this guy down. <laughs> and he goes, oh, what did I do? I didn't know. And Emily leans over real quiet and goes, 
that's what they do when they don't appreciate your participation. <laughs> and then it was on from there. Yeah, it was yeah. on like Kong, yeah, yeah. and he was gonna he was gonna participate and, in every second. And the second. thing is, and uh, another guy who showed up at open mic uh, made a very clear, truthful yet hurtful statement that he had never seen a, a room clear out that. that well, fast. let's talk about but, this. We had five <laughs> people in the audience. Jack and I got on stage. By the time we were done, there was one, and that one goes. Guys, I go to open mics every night. I've never seen a crowd dispatched so quickly. But I like to think that that heckler had a lot to do with that. I, I think so, too. Yes, and and yeah, the heckler yeah. and his buddy were two that got up and left yeah. and, and then came back. Yeah. So uh, I was glad to see them. Oh, yeah, me too. It was great. But again, that's part of it. You have to. And, and then the next morning, I, I texted Jack a link of Bill Burr, <laughs> yeah. fuck you, cunt. Bill Burr deals with a lady. heckler. And he absolutely, and I could, I'm not anywhere, not Bill Burr. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, yeah. Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks. And he dances around the stage screaming, I can say whatever I want because I've got a gun. And he just, get the fuck out. And then at the end he goes, I dug myself a little hole there, folks. <laughs> oh, well, we went to see Bill. I don't think it's the material he's using on his next Arsenio show. But, I mean, he digs himself out pretty well. But he, yeah, yeah, he, he lost his temper with it. He, he, he lost, lost his temper with it. But that's, you know what? The show... <laughs> I would heckle, you know what, if, if, if somebody was giving a talk on why, I don't know, evolution didn't happen or dinosaurs right, right. aren't real, I wouldn't go, one, because right. I know I'd heckle, two. Yeah. But if you, in, if you ended up in the auditorium. If it was an accident, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably keep my fucking mouth shut. <laughs> but I wouldn't, you know, why do you go to a comedy show? Thinking that the show is about you, or that you get to chime in and scream and shout at the performer, you don't get to do that. You don't get to throw no, drinks at John Caparillo. No. You, you know, the, the city of Philadelphia doesn't get to shit on Don Myrera because when they do, Bill Burr comes out and shits on you for eleven <laughs> minutes. That's one of the greatest <laughs> things on it, YouTube. Yeah. Nine minutes left, motherfuckers! I hope you all fucking die. <laughs> and he just lists off every hero from Philadelphia, and Rocky Balboa's a fucking jerk, and he just shits on everybody from Philly. It's fucking amazing. Oh, it is pretty amazing. But that, but that, you have to be prepared for that. To a certain extent, as a comic. Yeah, I don't ever um, want to call somebody a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to, but I was getting close <laughs> on, on Thursday. But that that guy had it coming, and and like I said, if it had all just been comics, I probably wouldn't have reacted that way. But disrespecting bands uh, like Mama Tried and and even CJ, you know, yeah, you know, all don't the, do that. Those yeah. are the people that continue to come out and exactly. support us. And yeah. if you're going to shit on them, back. I'm we not, got I'm their not back. If they're listening, if they're one of the nine, we've got your back. And you know, maybe they don't want us to have their back, but there's this thing Too about, bad. you know, maybe musicians are okay with people loudly. You know, I don't know. I don't know how they deal with that or if they get a lot of hecklers. But me, as somebody that wants to be a stand-up comedian, I don't want that guy in my audience. Right. And if he is in my audience, I'm going to do my best to make him laugh. And if I can't, if he's going to be aggressive or abusive, somebody's got to fucking yeah, hook that guy. Yeah, yeah. Hook that guy. Get him the fuck out of here. As a musician, I oh, can Jesus tell Christ. you that... Air quotes. <laughs> the way I deal with hecklers is I sing louder. <laughs> Just louder. Can't, they can't, there's nobody on this planet that can heckle louder than I can sing badly. I'm just throwing. That, <laughs> <laughs> that is so accurate. That is so fucking accurate. Shit. I had one of those moments where you think of what you should have said right. long after the opportunity comes up. Uh, and what, what we should have said to that guy was, you know, you probably shouldn't have come out tonight. What should have happened is your dad should have jerked you off into a fucking tissue and thrown you away, you waste of carbon and fucking oxygen. 
thought about that too. Only... Made me happy. It made me happy. <laughs> Jerked you off into a tissue. I like that image. You fucking waste of carbon. Uh, hopefully he won't come back. Well, but... hopefully he does, and he's not so intoxicated and uh, shitty this time. I don't care. Well, come back. I, don't I found out fuck. later that uh, uh, he had said some inappropriate things to uh, one of our uh, our frequent goers. I won't say his name. His girlfriend. Oh, outside. really? And this this friend of mine had said something to him. And he flipped him off, and he went and he got drunk in his car. And then he came back. And then he had already been drinking in his car when he came back, and I had to say something to him. So this guy's just a yeah, fucking winner yeah, just, all around. Yeah, 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 he's just an ace. Yeah, Jesus so. <laughs> Christ. So, yeah. um, but I did feel good about my set um, yeah, on, on open mic night. I, I spoke to Silas, who's the, my writing partner for the comic book, and he had some really good advice. You know, He's got a, a really good sense of dramatic action, mm-hmm. like what it takes to build tension for a reader, and that's kind of what a comic is doing. You're setting up, setting up, setting up, and ripping it out from right. underneath him. And he had a good couple points. He said the setup didn't get me to the rip. He said, you got to set up a little better so when you take the carpet, I fall, right. and I really get it. He said, I like the callback at the, at the end. He said, I think if you had a half an hour set and you you do that at the beginning and then somehow call back to it at, at minute right. 29, right. it's probably stronger. Um, great advice all around from a non-comic, and, right. and that's important too. Like That's well, kind of – to get another writer's – He's a storyteller. Pers- he's a storyteller. And, and you, Absolutely. And you're a storyteller too. You just, you're a storyteller with punchlines. Right, right. So, so for him to yeah. for him to be that on point, and and I was, you know, part of me wanted him to go, man, that was really funny, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. And but part of me was really glad that he was like, okay, here's where I think you need to work. Right. That yeah, was that was a much better yeah, response. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that yeah. from. Well, I appreciate it from people. I appreciate it from right. some people. Somebody, I, mean, I just don't care. I don't know why. And, and part of me doesn't like want people to know I'm working on a comedian thing because then they, well, you put this in your act. I farted. I get that a lot. Put yeah, that yeah, in your act. Uh, a lot of the people at the gym, because I post all of our shows and stuff at the gym. Oh, you're a comedian. Well, why don't you tell this joke? Why don't you tell this joke? No, <laughs> just no. It happens a lot. Or I say I'm a comedian, or I do comedy, and oh, tell me a joke. <laughs> and I'm just like yeah. in the middle of fucking something. Leave me alone. Yeah. Not not in the middle of fucking something because usually somebody doesn't come. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a joke. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, could you tell me a joke <laughs> right now? <laughs> I'm a little busy. I'm a little busy. Got at least another ten seconds. I'm out of breath. Um, so, yeah. And I think part of that is people want to uh, engage with you. They want to like you know. You're a cop. I have a cop story. Yeah. That's how life is. You right. try to relate to yeah. people, and so I think that's part of what they're doing. I thought this was really funny. You should talk about this. It doesn't always fit into the overwhelming, over overreaching viewpoint you're right. trying to get out there on stage, right. so it may not work with your material. But Yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's a lot, lot harder to translate somebody else's story. You weren't there. You don't know. Well, um, and that's, the that's, other thing that I get a lot is, I could never do that. Yeah, I get that a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, you probably could. You could if you, you wanted. If you wanted to, if you wanted, you yeah. could. Yeah. It's like I, I could, you know, birth a baby nope. if I really wanted nope. to. Nope. You need to watch the Crystalia special, Man on Fire. You need to I watch it. Watching you need that. to yeah, watch it tonight because yeah, yeah. he says some amazing things. <laughs> you lie to your kids. You tell them they can do anything. Well, if you try to shit out your eyeballs, you're never gonna win. <laughs> but you you'll learn a lot about it's, yourself listen, along the way. <laughs> I as much shit as Crystalia may get on Reddit or in a community for maybe not being a craftsman's comic. Right. I laughed my ass off, and he said some important shit. You're not the man on fire. The sit in your mood. You are not Denzel Washington. <laughs> he said I'm standing on stage with a mic in my hand, telling you fuckers how life is. It still is in my movie. It's probably about some woman in the back cheating on her husband <laughs> it's not about us it's fucking deep at first as kind out. of 
I, I started watching it uh, after Ian had mentioned it the other day. Well, he uh, opens with a with well, it's a hard one. Yeah. I know I look like a sad eagle. Okay, yeah. maybe yeah. a little, um, but it, it ends up being a really uh, cohe- it's a it's a nice cohesive special. He's got viewpoints. He's got things That's to say. Good. It's 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 what it should be. You know. Awesome. Yeah, I'm working on my first special. Just so you know. What? Nothing. Okay. Uh, um, break time? Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ, it's break time. We We're going to do some commercials rambling. that we haven't thought of yet, and yeah. we'll be right back. It's episode 65. We've qualified for an AARP card. So hey, everybody, it's Fourth of July. Sarah awkward fruit and plastic flowers did, and we are here to tell you about our deals on sparklers and red, white, and blue cupcakes. Even though they are neither fruit nor plastic flowers, we thought they were appropriate for this particular holiday season. Also, you can get your USB drive copy of Bill Pullman's speech from Independence Day. That we have managed to collect for you in order to inspire your 4th of July cookout. We've also um, grown some cherry trees for you to chop down and then not lie about because that's what George Washington did. Also, uh, we grew a bunch of hemp in the backyard. I mean, (coughs) uh, that's what Thomas Jefferson did, so it's legal, right? It's it's yeah, the founding fathers did it. And okay, well, I'm going to go father. dig up all this hemp before the police get here, so. Okay, you should do that, and I will tell them about our freedom special. If you come in and you buy the ingredients to one cherry pie, including a disposable aluminum pen, we will give you free coupons to use for our upcoming Labor Day sale. So make sure you're not in labor during that day so you don't miss the sale. Thanks so much and have a wonderful, well, it's supposed to be the independence of America, but I've started calling it Brexit 1.0. Yay, Brexit. Brexit. It sounds like breakfast. I want waffles. <laughs> Do you need a car? Do you have no credit? Has your grandma not been fucked recently? Bring her on down to Stupid Carl's! That's right, I'll put you in a car if you let me fuck your grandma! Yee-hoo! Hey everybody, it's the 4th of July! It's Lee's awkward fruit and plastic flowers did, and we are here to tell you about our deals on sparklers and red, white, and blue cupcakes. Even though they are neither fruit nor plastic flowers, we thought they were appropriate for this particular holiday season. Also, you can get your USB drive copy of Bill Pullman's speech from Independence Day that we have managed to collect for you in order to inspire your 4th of July cookout. We've also um, grown some cherry trees for you to chop down and then not lie about because that's what George Washington did. Also, uh, we grew a bunch of hemp in the backyard. I mean, (coughs) uh, that's what Thomas Jefferson did, so it's legal, right? Yeah, the founding fathers did it. Okay, well, I'm going to go dig up all this hemp before the police get here, so. Okay, you should do that, and I will tell them about our freedom special. If you come in 
and you buy the ingredients to one cherry pie, including a disposable aluminum pen, we will give you free coupons to use for our upcoming Labor Day sale. So make sure you're not in labor during that day so you don't miss the sale. Thanks so much and have a wonderful, well, it's supposed to be the independence of America, but I've started calling it Brexit 1.0. Yay, Brexit. Brexit. Sounds like breakfast. I want waffles. Bill Pullman makes my head hot. I'm Brian. I'm Jack. This is episode 65. Every oh, once in a while, I... Uh, shit. <laughs> no, that was good. You caught me off guard with that shit. It's been a while since I caught you off guard, so I'm proud of that one. Holy <laughs> moly sauce. So, the first half of this podcast, we got deep. We started talking about creative processes, about what it's like to be a comic and getting heckled and whatnot like that. So, I propose to you that we keep the creativity train going. Okay? And here's what I want to do right now. I've been watching a lot of 80s movies lately, like Mm -hmm. Tango and Cash, you know, the original Lethal Weapon. Um, I watched Tango and Cash again. Uh, And then then I I IMDb'd Sylvester Stallone to watch the rest of his movies because, you know, he's America's sweetheart. So I also watched Over the Top. So what I think we should do is we need to write a sequel to Tango and Cash. I don't know what Tango and Cash is about. You've never seen Tango and Cash? It's no, the, I have taste. Okay, it's the greatest buddy cop film of all time. Who's so, in it? I'll tell you uh, if it's the okay. greatest buddy Sylvester cop Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell play two cops who hate each other, but they both get framed for a crime, and they go to prison together, and they have to break out in order to stop somebody with a really souped-up RV, but not like in Stripes RV. This one's just like a four-wheel drive Dodge pickup with armor plates on it, and there's that guy who always plays the villain in the 80s movies that has the really big fucking chin and cheeks, and he's got like black hair, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And they kill him. It seems like it doesn't. I mean, it kind of seems like the story ended there. Yeah, but I'm and saying, they kill him. But uh, I've just I've been inspired because everything in Hollywood nowadays is sequels and reboots. Why can't we get in on that Hollywood money train? Well, let's start with a title. Okay, okay. so it's Tango and Cash is Tango the original. Cash. Yes. So maybe it should be like Mamba and Bitcoin. Maybe a different kind of dance right. and a different kind of money. Yeah, you I know, like that. Mamba. So 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 maybe so like, it's maybe a like maybe spiritual like, successor. It's not the actual characters anymore. Oh, are there? Oh, that's their names. Yeah, their names oh Tango and Cash. shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So I was oh, thinking no. Tango and Cash, too much cast to Tango, but it's like the number twos. <laughs> R two agrees with R2 me. R two agrees with me. <laughs> too much cash to Tango. Yeah. Kind of wow. like you know, too fast, too furious. Yeah. No, I knew where you were going. Yeah. Again, I haven't seen that one. All right, taste. <laughs> you know, uh, so we go something like that. So what I'm thinking is. Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell play a backseat because it's a new generation of viewers. Okay, so it's their sons or grandsons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like Charleston and Bitcoin or right. you know, yeah, well, yeah, whatever. I don't like Bitcoin. That just doesn't roll off the... How about Charleston and Euro? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Charleston and Euro. I like that. I like that. Okay, like so that. Charleston and Euro. Um, they are the, the great-grandsons. Uh, I feel like the 80s was so long ago, but it really was. Yeah, you said great-grandsons. <laughs> yeah. Like, you mean the 1880s? Yeah. That would be may- maybe so, closer. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so the grandsons of the – and they're, they're private investigators slash they work at a 
like a law firm, okay? And now they have to hunt Wait, down. Can you do that? I thought that was a conflict of interest. You can't be a lawyer and a cop at the same time. That's why they're private investigators. Not they're not regular investigators. Yeah. Nobody knows because it's private. Do they say private dick a lot? They do. Okay, that's okay. like their catchphrase. Okay, yeah. Get your hands off my private dick. You know when one of them got grabbed by the terrorists or something. So the son. There's terrorists. Yeah, there's going to be. Oh, okay. Okay. The son. Do they of, drive Dodge yes, Rams yes. with armor plating? Yes, okay. they do. Right. Uh, so the son of the warden, Do they, oh no, <laughs> the son of the warden from the original movie, is the bad guy. Is the bad guy, but he we don't know because he's running for mayor, and somehow he hires terrorist ninjas to get Charleston and Euro and tie them up inside of a water tower on top of a skyscraper that has sharks in it. That's as far as I got. Because so for a minute there, I was like, skyscrapers don't need water towers. Yeah. And then I was like, they do if they want to keep sharks. Exactly. Yeah. So where, where I apologize. Where no, I, I, I was doing it. I was doing uh, Freaking laser beams attached yeah. to our <laughs> So that's where I got so far. Um, and Seems I'm, good. I mean, I would sell that treatment now. I, I mean, well, forget putting the work in. Just call somebody and sell that. I feel like we should just – I don't even have to call anybody. We'll just post this on the internet and somebody, tag somebody Sony Pictures, somebody tag Lionsgate. Disney probably wants it on this action. I don't know who owns the original Tango and Cash. I don't think we fit the Disney mold. We've said cunt a lot this whole episode. It's I okay. Think Disney owns like Miramax and stuff. And Kevin Smith's movies were Miramax movies, and he says a lot worse than we do. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. That is a good point. So I think we get, get on the Disney train. Uh, woo hoo hoo hoo. <laughs> you know how it goes. Uh, but every time it woo hoo hoo hoo, instead of smoke coming out, money, cash money, money, money all over us. Shut up, baby. Get that shit. I'm so, sorry. I'm so yeah, sorry. So I'm trying I'm to so break sorry. into these, uh, to the movie business, as you know. So it's, I just, well, a lot of people have said that uh, small towns in Central North Carolina are the place to do it. Yeah, and. I've heard that too. <laughs> it was actually written on the bathroom stall at Waffle House, the one on Industry, not the one on Jake Alexander. Let's not get crazy. Have you ever seen bathroom stall graffiti in Canada? Says your mom's a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. Your, dad's, your dad's got a great car, eh? <laughs> Be sure to ask for TP before you sit down. <laughs> Just like general life advice. You're going to do great. <laughs> I believe in you, eh? <laughs> It was Canada Day the other day. These jokes were all over the internet. It's not my fault. Uh, It's not me either. Uh, But uh, since I'm a Canadian citizen, I'm technically... Wait. Yeah, I have dual citizenship. Oh, okay. Um, Since my father was a Canadian citizen. Um, So technically I'm 150 years old, just so you guys know, because I'm Canadian and Canada is now 150 years old. So as a 150-year-old man, how do you feel about the recent turn of... Like, you've seen... Lots of shit. The majority of our presidents, haven't you? Yeah, most of them. Yeah. What, what do you think about the most recent president? <laughs> okay, that's a good enough answer. That's a good enough answer for me. Yeah. That's a great answer. Um, um, I saw a great image of uh, FDR mm-hmm. saying something really profound. profound yeah. And then Kennedy saying, well, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Right. And just below it, it was Trump's tweet about the lady from Morning Joe. Yeah. And it really fucking puts into perspective. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, Paul. I don't understand how a man who's supposed to be running a country of 100 million people, I don't know how many people are in America, probably a lot, has time for Twitter feuds. Did you see the video he posted this morning? No, I haven't been at work since early. Oh, oh, this is wonderful. This is a video from when Donald Trump was involved with the World Wrestling Federation. And it's a video of Donald Trump beating someone up. And in place of that person's head, he's put the CNN logo. Has he now? Yeah. That is classy. Uh, That's the kind of thing Mussolini would have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. 
Okay, I hadn't seen that. I'll yeah. have to check He's that out. He's a fucking winner. He really <laughs> is. CNN's reply was, we'll keep doing our jobs. We suggest you start doing Dude, yours. Uh, I like that. That's, that's yeah. So, Trump has taken, like, Photoshop classes. or Oh, no, he retweeted it. It was something oh. that some other... Oh, See, that's, that's the so thing. So he has a team of people doing that's this That's the thing. Is Why is our unemployment about so Twitter? high? Is you, is you reach place. out and you retweet somebody, but you don't know what that person does or is. Right. And Eric Trump? That's his name? Yeah. Trump's son? Yeah, Trump's is son. notorious for retweeting very well-known Klan leaders, anti-Semitic leaders. He just doesn't pay attention. He agrees with what they say. Yeah. Which says a lot about him, even if he doesn't know who Have they you are. Have you... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> last, oh, there's something. There's last something. week, while on a phone call with press in the Oval Office, 45 stops the phone call, calls an Irish reporter over to tell her how attractive he finds her. And then... Pushes her away and goes back to the phone call. That alone, <clears throat> that alone is really disconcerting. Like you're on the phone with a world leader and all you can think about is the blonde in the corner. That's a little disconcerting. Secondly, you stop the phone call with the world leader to draw the blonde from the corner over to say something drastically inappropriate to her. And then you continue your phone call. The icing on the fucking cake is she looks identical to his daughter. He's got a type, boys and girls. He, oh. She looks exactly like but Ivanka. You, you, well, you've heard... Uh, you've heard oh, yeah, if she weren't my daughter, yeah, 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 I'd fuck her. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, my God. That's our president. That's the guy that, that's the guy that we've... Somebody voted for. Somebody voted for. No, sure it fucking wasn't me. me. Um, wow. I wrote in Harambe like a decent, respectful so did I. fucking I, citizen. I, I put in Gorilla Jesus, which we all know well, was Harambe. Harambe. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh my god this makes me sad I was reading an article uh, speaking of Trump uh, about why he won't be impeached or if he does it's going to take months and maybe years for him to be impeached because everybody's everybody's comparing this to Watergate and everybody I don't know didn't read about Watergate or took everything Watergate was from the scene in Forrest Gump that was 37 seconds long uh, Watergate started in like what was it like 72 and he didn't get impeached till 74 These years. Things they take, take time. time. They really do. And I was reading an article that put that put it like that. Um, and people are impatient. It's but man. please remember that our president and his infinite intelligence has shat on, disrespected, and flat out fired some of the most respected people oh, in yeah. the intelligence community. Oh, yeah. because Those make... same people have said in no uncertain terms that that man will die in prison. It's not going to happen this month or this year, right. but that dude's going to jail. It's not going to be impeachment. It's going to be, you're a fucking felon, yeah. and they're going to yank oh, him. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, he, he's gonna the charges shit, are just adding He's going to shit all over our country. Yeah. It'll take a very long time to dig us out of the hole he's oh, going to yeah. put us in, but he's going to die in jail. I agree. He's going to be... It's going to happen. It, yeah. If, if something else doesn't happen, I don't think I could say that on air because I don't want to get on. If somebody doesn't look. kill him first? Yeah, yeah. somebody might, yeah. somebody might try Johnny to kill Depp him. Johnny Depp just lost a job because he said that out loud. Johnny Depp spends $30,000 a month on wine. He's not, don't take his fucking advice. No, I'm just saying, he said something about Trump dying and he lost a contract. On, I just, look, Johnny and Johnny no, Depp Nobody's and I, paying us for anything. Johnny I'm not going to fire I you. He could be compared as equals, maybe even... Uh, contemporaries on a lot of things, and I do not want to be as a lost sponsor guy on that same list. Please now. disregard the last 10 seconds of this podcast. Don't you disregard. need to remember, too, that somebody like Ted Nugent said Obama needed to suck the muzzle of his assault oh, yeah, rifle. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's 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 a distinct double <gasps> standard. They they wanted to hang the black guy. Oh, don't yeah, yeah. don't yeah, yeah. think for two yeah. fucking seconds they didn't want to lynch the black guy. 
Oh, and the whole reason Trump's in office is to undo what Obama did. That's it. He's made it fucking clear. The uh, I was reading an article this morning while at work, um, and it was about the new leader of the EPA. Have mm-hmm. you read about this? Mm-hmm. He has undone almost 70% of everything Trump has done. And every it's horrible, horrible stuff. Undone what Obama did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, he, what Obama had done. Horrible shit. You know, uh, just we're not. They're going to dereg- be able to breathe. They're going to deregulate your water, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If you live in the United States, sixty percent of the the public water is about to be deregulated. That means they can put whatever the fuck they want oh, yeah. into your drinking water, people. Yeah. This is supposed to be a comedy podcast, but I'm too goddamn angry about this. <laughs> this took a horrible turn. Well, it's your fault for being 150 I, fucking years old. I, I blame you. I fucking know. God damn it. Everything is my fault. But, the, but my Let's point is... go back is, to stupid corals. I read, I read this entire article thinking, you know, man, this sucks. You know, they're talking about how this man is doing all these horrible things. And then the last couple of lines is about praising him for being the only one in the Trump administration who's doing what he said he was going to set out to do, blah, 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 blah. And it was not the article that I was expecting you it know, to look, be. I, I think and that if if I hired someone to run a pet store right. who had a long history of killing and abusing pets, right. I would be seen as unfit for my job. I agree, I agree. Yeah, so why is Betsy DeVos running our education system? <laughs> Why um, do the top two people at the EPA not believe in climate change? Despite the fact that 98% of people who study climate change for a fucking living agree unanimously that we've had something to do with it. And here's my favorite argument. Well, you know, climate change happens all the time. Just don't know if humans cause it or not. It's willful ignorance. Yeah, there's, oh, there's, there's, there's so much science out there that you could learn, that you could study, that you could understand what we've done to this planet. But the next step is, oh gosh, when I think about it, it makes me so mad. I just choose not to think oh, about it. It upsets me. Yeah, I'd rather be fucking it. mad. Thank you very so, much. I have an idea. Wow. You have inspired me. 90, let's say, we're, we're doing numbers. We're doing percentages right now. So 97% of the people that you're responding to or referring to right now don't know the big words they, in these articles. What if we make it either an idiot's guide to or a children's book version of, like, climate change? It's not hard. On recycled paper. It's not difficult. And we, and we, I'd be willing, if we got a, a funder, I'd be willing to have these mailed to all the congressmen's offices and all Here, the... Here, I wrote yeah. it at a, at a grade level you might be able yeah, to understand. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, and it's... People that don't believe in science, the best thing you can do is put science in their face yeah. and show them. Oh, yeah. Put science in their face. I was talking to a friend of mine last night about, uh, we were talking about the protesters of Pride. Right. <clears throat> I believe deep within my heart that the people who show up to protest a Pride event are not Christians. Right. They, they simply aren't. Primarily because the thing that they're so mad about is from the Old Testament. Yeah. And if, if you've read the book, the New Testament is where Christianity is formed. Actually, they call it the Second Covenant. Right. God abolishes the First Covenant with the Jews to write a Second new Covenant. Contract, yeah. It's a new contract right. with people. And it's based on love. Love, 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 love. Give of yourself. Literally, give up everything you own so that others may prosper. Literally. So my friend asked me, what do you do when you come across people who claim to be Christians, but you know them not to be? I said, it's easy. I just quote Jesus. <laughs> they fucking hate that shit. Because as an atheist, I'm a desperate believer in Christ. Right. The things he said are so tangible and so real and so easy to do that you'd be an idiot 
You'd be an idiot to not live that right. way. To want to give to people, to want to make a better world despite your place in it, that's the big part. So, yeah, that's my new thing. I'm going to memorize the Beatitudes, and I'm going to piss a lot of motherfuckers off. I, get I really am. And my buddy said, I've got a friend who he and I were talking on the internet. He said, why do I, as an atheist, have to talk about the Beatitudes with Christians? Why do I have to be the one to bring up that the meek are going to inherit the earth? And no, your congregation does not expect you to be wealthy. In fact, if they read the book, they'd expect you to be poor. Right. Just makes me so fucking oh, I angry. I'm sorry. This this has happened the last like seven episodes. It has, but it's, it's okay. It, but it's, it's just okay. ah, it's, I don't it's, get a plat. Neither one of us, I think, get a platform to complain about it. No, we never do. <sighs> uh, and we always talk like you. More you than me have dabbled in anti-Trump and and political type jokes on the stage uh, at yes. open mic. Yes. And, but we both quickly abandoned those. <laughs> I don't. I mean, uh, it's uh, here and there, but we. For a, for a time there, we tried to do topical stuff. Yes, we did. Yes, and it, I just I just didn't think it worked, and it just wasn't the right arena. Whereas the podcast, I think we can just rant. Well, about but it I also what. think that the, you tell a joke about the saddest man in human history. It doesn't yeah. make people happy. No. It makes them fucking sad. I agree. It makes them upset. I mentioned Trump. I, don't want to think about I mentioned Trump and people boo me. Yeah. That's why I don't tell those jokes. Yeah. I said, "Well, Trump, boo." Well, okay, I'm yeah. gonna start from a place of boos. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. It's hard to dig yourself. It's hard out to of dig yourself one. out of that, you know. So, um, I did. <laughs> I wanted to open my set this week with a piece that I did way earlier in the night, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I did it earlier in the night. But you went to check the list, and I was up there by myself. So I just said, "Did you guys read the tweet that Obama set out?" At 3.30 this morning, and the whole room went, what? I was like, of course you didn't, because he's not a fucking man-child. And then I did my Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah. bit, and that hit really well. There's right. some people yeah. that kind of you know, identified with that and laughed at that. I wanted to open with that and then go into the pride and the, gotcha. and the, and the other thing, but I kind of used it early. I think it's a strong open. It's a, it's a really strong open. Um, for me. I'm, and it's not, yeah, no, you know, like it's that, not like Jim Gaffigan like open, but so, it's a strong um, open for okay, me. Okay, let's just... Let's, you're a comedian. Tell me a joke so we can end this on a high note. Okay, so this lady is sitting in a bar, and there's two Italian guys sitting at the bar next to her. And she is kind of eavesdropping on their conversation. Right. Hold on one second. Great joke. Greatest joke ever. There it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. Okay. So she's <laughs> eavesdropping on their conversation. I had to pull something up, and I'll explain it later. Yeah. Uh, she's eavesdropping on their conversation. And the one guy says to the other guy, he goes, hey, Sergio, I had the crazy night last night. He said, what happened? He said, Emma come first. Then I come. Then these two S's, they come. And then I come again, and then I pee twice, I come one less time. And the woman goes, you can't talk about coming and peeing and asses in public. You can't talk about that. And he goes, lady, all I said was last night I went to Mississippi. <laughs> <sighs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. 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 Um, uh, yesterday was two years without a drink for right. me. So here's an alcoholic Irish joke. Irish guy walks into a bar in New York, and he sits down at the bar, and he, he, he addresses the bartender. He says, hi, lad, uh, do you serve Guinness? And this gentleman says, yes, we do. He says, can I have, please, three points of Guinness? Just lay them out right here, and, and, and that's all I'll have. And the guy says, okay. And he watches the old man drink. He takes a sip out of one and puts it down, and watches TV, sip out of the center one and puts it down, sip out of the right one and puts it down, and he drinks in a cycle like this. Right. Not one at a time, sips from each. He keeps coming back. Six, eight months, he's a regular. And finally, Bobby, the bartender, says, Mr. O'Rourke, I gotta ask you, you drink weirder than anybody I've ever seen drink. Can you explain the three beers to me? And Mr. O'Rourke goes, oh, of course. Simplest thing in the world. I live here in New York. I got a brother in Dublin. I got a brother who lives in Russia. We never see each other. The best way for us to get together is every night we sit down, we have three pints, just like this, 
And from all corners of the world, we're together every night. It's beautiful. The boss says, man, Mr. O'Rourke, that, you're right. That is, that's fucking awesome, actually. <laughs> and you know what? Tonight's on me. This keeps happening for months and months and months. Finally, Mr. O'Rourke comes in and orders two pints. And Bob, the bartender, does the math in his head. Is it Dublin that died? Did Russia die? Like, what happened? So O'Rourke finishes the two beers, and, and Bob leans over. He says, Mr. O'Rourke, I, I got these two tonight. I'm really sorry to hear about your brother passing away. He says, oh, boy, don't be silly. Nobody died. I just quit drinking. <laughs> That's my favorite Irish like drinking one. joke. I like that one. Oh, it's uh, episode 65. It's been a bit of a fucking rant, and I'm sorry. We got right. mad about hecklers. Then we got mad about the president. But if you're in Austria and you're watching this from the outside, you know why we're mad. We, everybody heckles Austria. They're used to it. No, that wasn't an Austria reference. That was just anybody looking at America from the outside understands how liberal Americans feel right now. It's about just... Austria, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're one-ninth of our listeners. Don't alienate the one I'm dude sorry. in Austria that accidentally clicked on a fucking podcast. <laughs> this is different. I have never heard of this. Oh, it's a cunt a lot. It's not even Austrian. Is that Austrian? I love talking like this. It's more, I don't know, Norwegian or something of that That's place. Albanian? We could continue to this all day if we wanted to. Yeah, I think we know who's going to introduce this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Brian. I'm Jack. This is episode 65. Later. Oh, oh Jesus.
conservatives in Ryan County are so fucking conservative, they don't use artificial sweetener. Hey, listen, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, via. I don't really understand protesting as a fucking thing. I don't like what you do. So every time you do it, I'm gonna show up fucking walk. Woo! Stupid. I got this theory too. Like, normal people that go to Pride, Pride goers, whether you're gay or straight, this is like your, this is like your uh, stream of consciousness. Oh wow, there's a lot of rainbows. Oh hey, I know that dude. Oh wow, chicken on a stick. That's fucking cool. Wow, this musician's really good. Here's a protester's stream of thought. I wonder if that chick's got a dick. I wonder what he does with his dick. I'm just saying, they're the gayest fucking ones at Pride. That's all I'm saying. The protesters are obviously gay. They never miss an event. People on the board for Pride miss an event every now and again, but the fucking protesters show up every month and you don't think they're the gayest one? All I'm saying is I don't believe what they believe, but I appreciate their persistence. You know what I mean? I was raised Catholic. That is code for recovering Catholic. Thank you. Catholicism is all codes. That's all it is. They just teach you new words for the shit that's already in your life. Like at some point they tell you, you know that 75 year old woman that dresses like Friar Tuck that teaches you math? She's your sister. Sister, Teresa Thomas. What the fuck? My sister? Who are my parents? Well, you know that weird dude that dresses like a gay superhero on Sundays? He's your father now. Don't call him dad or daddy, no matter how hard he asks. You can't fucking call him daddy, I promise you. Sin. Sin's a weird word that they teach you in Catholicism, and it's kind of a blanket word for all the fun shit. The sex, the drugs, the rock and roll. There's some shit in there that obviously should be included. Rape, murder. Don't rape, don't murder. I think that's fucking obvious. But there's shit on the very short list we carved into stone I don't think should be on there. Like, covet your neighbor's oxen. Is that a sin, or is that just the way we're fucking programmed? What if your oxen's a bullshit oxen? Dead-ass, ribs-showing, can't-do-shit-for-shit oxen. And your neighbor's making like a $1,000 a month Maserati oxen payments. Whale penis skin and sunroof and nav and bullshit. Come at the fuck out of that oxen. Just don't rape and murder the fuck out of him to take his oxen. We had to etch that shit in the stone. I don't think that's... whatever. It's double-fucked up being a young man and growing up Catholic. Because before you go through puberty, the only way you know how to deal with the world is to punch it and light it on fire and stick your dick on it. Like, there's nothing you can do that isn't a fucking sin. Even thinking about stuff is a sin. That's the cycle they put you in. And then every Sunday, you got to meet the gay superhero Liberace father, whoever the fuck he is, in a box. And you got to confess your sins to him. That's all I do is think awful things. I'm a 13-year-old male. Do you really have that much time on your fucking hands that I can list off my sins to you? No. So what does a 13-year-old male do? He lies! Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I had, I don't know, 10, 30 thoughts about Mary Sue, and I skipped class to play Tetris twice. And then the priest has to do this fucked up Irish Catholic math of, well, you're 12, so you're a fucking pervert. So when you said you had 10 dirty thoughts, it's probably more like a thousand dirty thoughts. I'll throw 500 in just, a thousand, 1,500 dirty thoughts, you weak, terrible cunt! Look, Go across the street, get me a six pack of beer, say five Hail Marys, don't tell your sister the math teacher. It'll be fine. You're probably thinking to yourself, like the guy that just left, that I'm just angry about Catholicism because I was probably touched by a priest, some bullshit like that. 
but I was a fat little kid. I wasn't like the athletic kids with their juice box abs and their participation trophies. I didn't have that shit. And I know chubby chasers are rare, and probably even rarer among pedophile priests, but goddamn, my self-esteem's been in the tank since I was a kid. No one's tried to fuck me my whole life. <sighs> Truth is, I've had kind of, a, kind of a turnaround on the whole religion thing. Fucking around on work, on the internet at work, and I came across this. this it's weird. What are you talking about? I get a little trembly. Um, this pastor in Zimbabwe, they wanted to show his congregation the power of the Lord. He took all these people down to the river to show them that Jesus Christ could make him walk on water. It was fucking beautiful, you guys. It was fucking beautiful. Watching those crocodiles eat the living fuck out of that guy. Because I don't believe what he believes, but I appreciate his persistence. My name is Brian, everybody. Have a wonderful evening. Brian Romans, everybody. That was amazing. I recently discovered about myself that I will not clap for anybody more than 10 times in a row. Just something, a little jack fact to stick in your back pocket. Next up, we have Mama Tried. All three thirds of Mama Tried are here tonight. They are a giant pie chart of music. All thirds. All thirds.